Hi, this is Scott Snibby, host of A Skeptic's Path to Enlightenment. My new book, How to Train a Happy Mind, shares the accessible approach to Buddhism familiar to podcast listeners. It features a foreword by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and you can order it right now in print, ebook, or audiobook just about anywhere you buy books. In May, I'm doing two special events in New York City, one with musician and artist Laurie Anderson, and another with DJ Spooky. Both events can also be streamed online. Go to our website at skepticspath.org for more details on the book and tour. I'm just going to do a, a meditation, Mahayana Buddhist meditation. You can look into this if you want, a book called Bodhicitta by Lama Zopa Rinpoche. And go into more detail. I really recommend it. Compassion's good. We all know that. We know compassion, love, patience, tolerance, empathy. Western psychology and positive emotions bring us well-being. So it's wise, as His Holiness would say, it's wise selfishness to practice these things, to be kind to others and to be uh, empathetic because it helps our own well-being. But the beauty about Buddhism is that there, there are these methods, these step-by-step meditations that you can do to, to develop greater and greater compassion. And it's not whether you have it or don't have it, it's <laughs> you can keep developing it. So it's, a, it's an analytical meditation. There's one-pointed meditation where you say, watch your breath and try to keep your focus on your breath. Mindfulness, if your attention wanders off, you bring it back. Introspection, you're paying attention to what's going on in your mind. And analytical is more of using conceptual mind to think things through because we have certain conceptions about things that we just take for granted, that we uh, we just accept. Maybe they're unquestioned assumptions. We just think that's the way it is. But our mind is very flexible and we can train it to be uh, more realistic so that our mind has less agitation, which is one of the definitions of happiness in Buddhism is your mind's not agitated. So this is this is a equalizing self with others, and this this again is on the principle that principal cause of our happiness is our own mind, not our body or speech. They follow our mind, so we need to work on our own mind in order to be happier. It's not like, oh, if everybody would just be nice to me, then I would be happy. It's kind of out of our control, but our mind is very much something that we can gain some control of through training, through first being aware of what's going on. Sometimes when we do that, all of a sudden there seems like, this meditation's crazy. I had all these thoughts going on. I didn't have those before. It's No, it's just that we're being more aware of what's going on. So it helps to calm the mind first. We'll do that first with just a, a little bit of breathing and then equalizing self with others is, is a very start of scaffolding up to developing compassion and love and, and eventually bodhicitta, which is this, this strong affection and connection with all beings and wanting all beings to to be free of suffering and have happiness and knowing that we need to develop ourselves in order to help bring that about. So, you want to have a comfortable position. You can sit cross-legged or you can sit in a chair or you can lie down. It's good to have your back straight. Be comfortable and just pay attention to your breath. Just breathe naturally and just put your attention on your breathing so that you're aware of the inhalation and the exhalation.
So we do a little bit of breathing just to calm our mind and bring our attention inside because we're going to, and, and if you do this meditation on your own, you can lead yourself in much the same way. Sometimes questions may come up or doubts may come up and you can think about those as you're developing this on your own. So equalizing self with others. So this is to break down a little bit how we have this tendency to compartmentalize people into friend, enemy, or stranger. Generally speaking, it's this is a contemplation, so you just contemplate along as I'm talking. We may call people who are nice to us, who fulfill our needs, listen to us. We call them friends. And sometimes if somebody criticizes us or does something we don't like or they hold a different political view, we we say they're our enemies. And then there's this whole vast array of people we call strangers. We go out to lunch, we sit somewhere, and we don't know anybody else sitting there, and we think they're just all strangers. We don't have much feeling for them at all, sort of indifference. So let's analyze this. Is this a valid way to think? Does it help us to to feel this way? Is it reasonable? So for one, we depend on others for our happiness. Not just our friends, but there are, when we go out to eat, there are people who wait on us. There are people who are cooking. There are people who brought the food there. If there weren't other people eating there, the restaurant might have to close. So in a way, we depend on all the customers being there. So we lose sight of that. Sometimes if we can't get a table right away, we're upset. Or if we brought the wrong food, we get upset. But just to broaden our perspective a bit, that we depend on others for our happiness. We depend on others to help us understand reality, to understand, to develop our wisdom. People taught us to read Sometimes we lose sight of that. Somebody taught us to read, to write, or all the teachers we had in school. It'd be very difficult. We depend on our, our parents for our body. And we, we have a sense of it being very independent sometimes, independently existing. We don't like those who, who hurt us, and we like those who help us. But it gets, it gets a little different when we start to think this way. People we don't even know are helping us right now sending us the packages that we ordered in Amazon, people who made the packaging. We're just so dependent on others for so many things. All beings are equal in the help they give us. Sometimes we, we think, oh, the friend helps us more, the enemy doesn't help us at all, they hurt us. But even even our boss, we may think, oh, they really help us, they give us a job. But then the, we go to the grocery store and we don't think about the grocery store clerk or the people who stock the shelves in the middle of the night. So the more we can broaden our view of others, start thinking of others more than just ourselves we start to see there's there's a lot of equality here. We're all equal in needing help. 
Everyone needs help. We're not alone there. Everyone needs help. Sometimes we're more sympathetic to friends. We'll listen to their story and we'll be more sympathetic. We think they need our help more because we understand their story. But everyone has a story. Everyone has problems. Totally the same in that regard. No different than anyone else. I mean, we could we could break this down. And I'm talking about humans right now, but we talk about animals too. No different in wanting help, needing help, and depending on others for our happiness. Doesn't matter what station in life, what position, we're all all equal in the help they give us. So many different ways. The animals in the ground, the, the worms are helping us. They want to be happy. Another way we're happy is uh, everyone has problems. We think we have a, a market uh, on problems because they're, we experience them so strongly, but everyone is having these experiences. We're not alone. You can see how this can develop a greater empathy for others, greater connection with others. People feel isolated sometimes or alone. We're not alone, totally connected to all these people doing things that help us, growing the crops that we eat, transporting them to to warehouses, packaging them, getting them to stores, getting them to us. All these people involved in, that we depend on, that are just like us, needing help, having problems. So that's a big one. We're all equal in wanting to avoid suffering and wanting to obtain happiness. This is a big one. Whenever we encounter anyone, we can think this way. They're just like me. No matter what their their ideology or their view, just like me, they want to be happy, they don't want to suffer. That doesn't mean that we don't do things that create suffering, even though we think it's going to bring us happiness. That's where we're all tormented, <laughs> in the same way by delusions. We all have problems. We all see things in the wrong way sometimes. We're so equal with others. These reasons are just on a relative level. But if you think about it, if we think about it here, friend, enemy, stranger are merely concepts that we put on other people. And you can use examples from your own life. If I work with work with teenagers, sometimes they talk about, oh, BFF, best friend forever. They're my best friend forever. Forever. The next week, they've had an argument. And it's because one person had expectations, certain ideas about what best friend was, and the other one had different ideas. And then it causes so much pain because we held that concept so strongly. So strong we hold that concept doesn't mean we're not nice to people. This doesn't make us indifferent. It doesn't make us avoid these relationships. It's just we go in with our eyes open. We go in with wisdom, knowing I'm labeling this person. Like, say, uh, somebody that you live with. They were a stranger at one time. Then they became your best friend. And then maybe you get in a fight, 
and you think, why am I with this person? So in one, in one person, it can be friend, enemy, stranger, all based on how they treat us or what we think of them or whether we don't think of them at all. Making our mind, like Lamyashi would say, like a yo-yo, going up and down, up and down. Walking down the street, being beat up by attraction and aversion. I like that person, I don't like that person. They're all just like us. They want to be happy, they don't want to suffer. The next one is, these are not permanent. It's not permanent. Sometimes we, oh, that's my friend. There's, there's, there's my friend. There's my enemy. There's a stranger. Then we meet, a, we meet a stranger and get to know them, become our friend. So just to hold this realization in our minds about these relationships. It makes our mind more content, more even. And it's a ground, it's a ground needed to, to develop appreciation, love, and compassion for all beings. A big one is I and others are, are interdependent concepts, right? I mean, you're an other to me, and I'm a other to you, and you know, I'm an I to me, and you're an I to you, and you know, it's just words, you know. There's there's relationship there, but ultimately those are very dependent concepts. They don't exist, you know, apart from each other. So again, it's not to become indifferent. It's not about becoming indifferent. If anything, it's to gain a, a deeper appreciation of how much we depend on others, how much alike we are with others, how much friend, enemy, stranger depends on our concepts, which can be very limited in their scope, right? Oh, they did a nice thing for me. I really like that person. What if we just appreciated people and, you know, didn't get into the division of friend, enemy, stranger, but just... You know, example, you use examples from your own life. One, one teen at my high school said, who was always fighting with her mother, she'd come in and say, oh, I just had this, had that, it's not going well. Finally, she came in one day, she said, you know, my mother's, um, my mother, she's also a wife, she's also an aunt, she's also a sister. You know, I realized that she's just a human being, just like me. Those are just categories. Those are just labels we put on people. She's just like me. We're the same. We want to be happy. We don't want to suffer. She's just like me. She's got a mind, consciousness, doing the best she can. Just like me. And then from this... We can go on later. You know, later you can, uh, you know, check out the Bodhicitta book by Lama Zopa Rinpoche. Go on to develop from this and deep caring for others and how much they, uh, their kindness, you know. Maybe not intentional, but it benefits us so much that people do all the things they do in the grocery stores and maintaining services to our house and gas and electricity and water all the people involved. Such a kindness to us. Makes our life so much easier.
So, we'll bring the meditation to a close. Analytical meditation, thinking about friend, enemy, stranger. Owning that we, we put those labels on other people. And that there's a much deeper way to think about other sentient beings that connects us even more. Doesn't mean we don't have people we call friends, maybe people we disagree with, people we don't know. But on a human level, we're exactly the same so many ways. Okay. Okay, thank you. We'll end there.